Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Samuel at Ramah uh, and said to him look you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways now make us a king to judge us like all the nations verse 6 says but the thing displeased Samuel when they said give us a king to judge us so Samuel prayed to the Lord and said and said, um, excuse me, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Verse 8, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I have brought them out, up, and brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, with with which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. Verse 9. Now therefore heed their voice, however you shall solemnly, solemnly, excuse me, forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king. I want to talk to you. I want to revisit this uh, uh, that I did earlier this year. And I want to talk to you from the subject, who is your king? Who is your king? I want to ask you a question, TCF Nation. Who is your king? Who is, who is your king? Um, I wanted to pause for a second from our Ready, Set, Go series just for one moment. And, you know, that series has been solely about preparation and getting ready for divine opportunities. And I felt led to go in this direction solely just for today. Um, because of what all the events that's gone on, this has been for, I believe for everyone in America, this has been a long week. <laughs> I believe that this has been a very long week. If that's you, put your hand up in here, put your hand in the chat screen and the emojis. I feel like we are, our, our eyes have been so fixed on our social media pages and also on CNN, Fox news, whoever was going to call, whatever we wanted to know it. And um, one of the things even in this week that I've seen, um, which really is really displeasing is, no, you know, no matter uh, about, you know, the, you know, expressing your right um, according to this democracy, ladies and gentlemen, that we live in with voting and stuff like that, which whatever has, you know, um, which is our rights here as citizens here in America. Uh, my biggest issue, ladies and gentlemen, of all of this week is not of people who are not of us, but people who are of us. 
Because no matter where, what, no matter what side you are on, I don't care whose side you're on. I don't care if this week did not go the way that you planned it to go. I don't care if this week went the way that you hope for it to go. My my real premise of this whole thing tonight is to kind of recenter the people of God. The recenter the people of God because here's the truth of the matter and I want this to be very clear tonight. God does not fit in anyone's party lines. Are you hearing me tonight? God does not fit in anybody's party lines. I don't care how on the how far left you are. I don't care how far right you are. God does not fit in any party lines and it is so very very dangerous for people of God like you and myself to be oh my God to be participating in such oh my God banter against one another because one person voted this way the other person voted that way and the reality of this all of the matter is is why is it that now division has creeped in the church to such a degree now that watch me we now have we are we are now looking like the, we are now looking like the world we are now looking like the world acting as if that don't you understand ladies and gentlemen yes i believe in the importance of exercising the vote the vote happened the way that it the vote happened where it was let's agree with it let's move on <laughs> let's not fight it let's keep it moving let's move on my biggest issue is now is the behavioral attitude as of us as believers because let me remind you you and i are not are not of this world you and I are no more than nomads traveling through this world, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what? Your kingdom is not here. This is not you and I's home. And my question that I have to remind you, who is your king? Because no matter what, I thought about Wakanda when I thought about this message, actually. <laughs> this is your king. <laughs> God rest his soul. Chadwick! I just gotta go. <laughs> I'm just playing. <sighs> but what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, and I want us to be careful and be real mature as believers in this room. I'm challenging, challenging us and our maturity that we should not be we should not be partaking in such things that are going to cause division amongst ourselves. No matter what. Because reality is, while you may have a duty here, you have a bigger duty to him. Are you hearing me tonight? You have a duty here. You express your right to do whatever you can do here as a citizen. But you have a bigger duty to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have Christians literally fighting each other. Why are you putting up this post just to congratulate a person and say that you're praying for him? And you got people in there, don't you know what that person represents? Don't you know what he represents? Why do you? And you have all of this going on. And my question to believers is, why are we looking to man? Why are you looking to a man? Because no matter what, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. No one man is going to fix your issue. No one man is going to fix your issue. Not no mortal man. <laughs> but I know of a man. Hallelujah. Who came, who came through 40, 40 some generations. 
And so here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, I must stress upon you, ladies and gentlemen, is, is what I want to get you to understand tonight is, is, is this, and this has been weighing upon my heart. We are, as a people, our problem as a people, our problem, hear me, as a people, God's problem as his problem that he's always had with us as a people is when we look to man-made systems to solve a spiritual problem. When you look to man-made systems to solve a spiritual problem. Now, I want you to be very careful, and I want you to hear me and hear me good tonight. I'm not, I, listen, if you want to ask me about social justice, I'm for it. You get what I'm saying? I'm not against my own kind being attacked and us being, I'm not against, listen, I'm not for that. But here's what I do know, What if I want to go deeper into an issue, I can legislate something all I want to, don't, matter, don't mean it's going to stop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The real thing is you cannot legislate a heart, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot legislate something that is evil in somebody. Legislation has never stopped anybody from committing evil. Are you hearing me? It's never stopped. The reality of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, is that no matter what rulership or anything, or what, no matter what rulership the people of God has been in, the truth is, is God has always expected us to not only respect the leadership that's here, but more importantly, watch me, more importantly, make sure we understand where our true alliance relies on. Do you hear me? You're, listen, let me help you understand something. Your alliance, our allegiance does not align, oh my God, does not align to a red side or a blue side. Our allegiance is only on one thing, is the blood of Jesus Christ. That is what our allegiance are, is supposed to be to and line up to. And then when people say, well, I line up with them because they're closer to this, neither one are closer to any of it. Are you hearing me? Just because one can confess something, they still got corrupt, oh my God, corrupt behavior going in there. And guess what? The other one got the same one. So you trade one evil for another. Are you hearing me? The reality of it, ladies and gentlemen, is I must call you into attention that who are you looking to? Who are you looking to? Ladies and gentlemen, here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on is that 1 Samuel chapter 8 is about to introduce a new, uh, a, a new type of uh, govern, governing system. A new governing system. What I mean by that is, is that at this point of time that you went from Moses to Joshua, after jo Joshua, there comes a period of time in Israel's history where judges were raised up for a specific period of time. So we go from Joshua to now judges who are helping to try to direct Israel in the right way. All right. In first Samuel, God didn't cause Samuel. He was a young boy. His mother prayed for him. Hannah prayed. She's like, Lord, give me a child. Her womb was shut up. She prayed for Samuel and God answered her prayer. God answered her prayer. And so Samuel came and, and she said, God, if you give me this child, I'll give him back to you. That's one thing that a preacher self. How many of you would pray for God to give you something and be willing to give the very thing back? 
Are you hearing me? But so let me fast forward the story. So Eli, Eli had two wicked sons. His sons were wicked. They were wicked. They, they perverted justice for their own gain. For their own monet, monetary gain, they perverted justice. And that's what you have some people doing now. That's why we do need to pray that God, that we will raise up within the body of Christ, raise up leaders who have a heart for public service. Are you hearing me? This is not a message against public service. This is not a message against government. This is a message, ladies and gentlemen, solely on the people of God understanding who our, alliance, who our allegiance should be to. And who in the world are you trusting as your ruler? Because hear me. So they're there. Eli, these two sons, wicked. Eli's at the end of his, his ministry life as a prophet. And here we come Samuel. Samuel, a young boy, he hears the voice of the Lord. He goes and thinking that it's Eli. Eli says, go back to sleep. What are you bothering me for? All right, so he goes back to sleep. He goes back to sleep, and, and, and he hears another, he hears a voice again. He said, Eli, listen, I know I'm hearing something. Is that you? So Eli, like, bro, go back to sleep, man. I ain't called your name. Eli, old, man, I'm too old for this. <laughs> he, he, he old, man. He old. Here it is. The third time he hears the voice. Eli says, oh, okay, wait a minute. I discern you're hearing the voice of God. Here's what I want you to do. He trains the young boy to hear the voice of God. He says, when you go back there, when you go back, say, say, Say this, Amy. Says, speak, Lord, for thy servant is listening. And so God begins to speak into Samuel and tells him of what's going to come to Eli's house because he did not deal with his sons. He didn't deal with his sons. It's so crazy to me that no matter how great Eli was as a man of God, there's sometimes that, that one spot not knowing how to deal with your children in a way can cause you and your house to miss blessing because you didn't deal with your own personal house. Yeah. See, hear me, hear me, hear me. Your personal house is just as important as God's house. And when you don't understand that both have an equal responsibility, then what happens is, is that you will fall into a trap and you will allow them to get away with things that should not, be, that should not happen. Let me fast forward the story. So now Samuel is the prophet. And Samuel has been the judge for some time now. Samuel is a prophet. He's a judge. He's a whole lot of stuff in one. Samuel comes along and Samuel not looking at or not paying attention to what his, to what his, 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 his mentor Eli did. He committed the same thing. While Samuel was a great man of God, his sons were wicked. His sons were wicked. They also perverted justice for monetary gain. For their own gain, they perverted the, they perverted the system so that they could get away. And they knew they could do it because of who their father was. See, just because you may be anointed for a thing does not mean your children are. Because the reality is, if you put them in a position that God didn't put them in, they could possibly do the same. Yeah. 
What I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, Samuel makes the same mistake. And this what is what gives room, ladies and gentlemen, for, for the, the elders of Israel to come to Samuel. Gives room for them to come to him now. Because they, they come into Samuel now and say, listen, your sons are wicked. We don't want them. You need to deal with them. We don't want him here. So here's what we want. We want a king. This is what we want. We want you to bring us a king. Anoint a king so that we will be like all of the rest of them. Of our neighboring, uh, 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 of our neighboring cities, we want to be like them. To have multi-gods. Serving one king, a man that we can look to for protection. Someone we can physically see. Someone that we can physically uh, be able to protect us and fight for us. That's what we want. So how is it, ladies and gentlemen, where these people ask for something that they already had? You ask for something, it don't get no better than God leading you on dry ground with the Red Sea splitting. But you want a king. It doesn't get no better than him bringing you into the promised land full of milk and honey. Bringing your enemies to your very, oh my God, to your very foot. Don't get any better than that. What you want, a king. You want somebody. So because you're, you're looking at everybody else and, and they, have, they have a physical person. Hear me, hear me, and hear me good. It is not that, ladies and gentlemen, it is not that, here, 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 here it is. It is not that God was not going to bring them a king. Hear me. It is, I want to pause right here for a second. It is not that God is not going to bring you the thing that you're asking for. It's just the timing of what you're asking it in is not it. Some of you are asking for things that, number one, God is trying to teach you something and also to develop a relationship between you and him, whereas though that the very thing that he brings to you, you won't depend on. And so here we have it now is we, because of all of this stupid rhetoric from who we have in office now and all of this stuff, people have become reliant on, okay, we need to rely on this person because they're going to help us. We become independent on the system and we get mad when the system does not work. Man-made systems are not for, oh my God, I'm trying to help somebody. Why? Because man, the heart is wicked and no man would know it. Why you think there will always be the poor among you? Because there is a system, a man-made system, ladies and gentlemen. My question is, who is your king? They're asking for a king. Matter of fact, God already prophesied through Moses that they would get one. And it would come from a, the Davidic order, ladies and gentlemen. The reality is, is that God never intended for them to have Saul. That is his permissive will. That's not his perfect will. It's his permissive will, something that God allows, but not, necess not necessarily, that does not mean that that was uh, something that God intended for you to have. It's something that he allowed for you to have. And so some of you are so content with God's permissive will that you're missing his perfect will for your life. 
Because in that moment, while God was intending for them to have a king, what he was trying to show the children of Israel, that even when I bless you with a physical person, you still will not rely on that person, but you will rely on me and understand that it is me working through that person in order to achieve what I have ordained. So it doesn't matter. The Bible says God raises up kings and brings them down. So the same God that rose up Donald Trump is the same God that rose up Biden. The same God that rose up Obama is the same God. That's all. Whoever God intends, that's who's there. So who, how dare us as people of God say, I'm not going to pray for them because of what they No, the scripture tells us to pray for them. But here's my problem. My problem is you're looking for a man-made system to try to deal with evil. And guess what? The enemy's laughing. Because as you're looking to that, you're missing, your church is missing out on this biggest opportunity to really reach people and say, hey, I know you're looking to this, but let me point you to this. Let me point you to a better way. But if you, don't, if you don't believe in God's leadership, if you don't believe in God's rulership, then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna you're reject him and accept that this is the way we have to go for us to have respect. Let me tell you something. No people feared Israel without having what they believed to be a physical king. How do I know this? God blaze your name. How do I know this tonight? Because I, I'm reminded of a woman in the book of Joshua. She was considered to be a harlot. In today's terms, a thought. In today's terms, <laughs> huh? What'd she say? What'd she say? She was considered to be fast. Uh, the old people would say, a <laughs> Oh, yeah, her name was Rahab. Everybody knew Rahab in the town. She was the Megan the Stallion of Jericho. Huh? They came to her house. They knew where she was. But this is what Jared, the people, that when, when the spies came to Rahab, this Rahab was like, you guys are, you part of that children of Israel. These people scared in here. How? Because they didn't have a physical king, but they heard about a God of Israel. Come on in here. They heard about a God of Israel that brung, oh my God, that brung the plagues to Egypt. And delivered them out of the hands of Pharaoh. They heard of a God that split the Red Sea. They heard of a God that, oh my God, that defended Israel when their enemies came up against them. They heard of that God. And so why is it when, oh my God, how, how, how do you reject something that made you unique? You reject something that makes you unique. What makes you and I unique is because we are part of one family. Those who have been blood washed, born again. That's what makes us unique. 
But if you're trying to reject the thing that makes you unique because you're trying to fit in with everybody else, then you, you, oh my God, you lose your flavor. You lose your swag. That's why Jesus said you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the earth. Hallelujah. How the reality is, is that the, when we are doing these things and we're looking to uh, man-made systems to solve the issue, you know what happens? We lose what makes us unique. Because we think that God's way is not better. We think a man-made system is going to do it. And so... They say, give us a king. Samuel feels insulted. He says, wait a minute. You insult me. This is insulting. God said, oh, get over yourself, Samuel. <laughs> they're not really insulting you. They're really insulting me. Because they're saying what I have is not good enough for them. Me partnering the Red Sea ain't good enough for them. Me, me bringing them into a land of promise ain't good enough for good old Israel. They want a physical king. What can he do? Oh, we want somebody to fight for us. Me being, oh my God, me being a cloud by day and a fire by night wasn't good enough for gold Israel. Me not allowing them to be swallowed up by their own unbelief is not good enough for old Israel. That's rejecting me. And that's what you and I do when every time we want to get outside of the will of God, you reject him. Because you say that he's not good enough for the area you think that somebody else can do. Ask somebody and say, who is your king? Who is your king? They say, listen, his rulership. We want somebody to rule over us. And I find it so very funny, ladies and gentlemen, that when Saul had the spirit of God taken away from him and in the, in the statement that they said of the king they wanted, they wanted somebody to fight for them. But yet Saul didn't stand up to the uh, plate to fight Goliath. Why? Because he knew he would lose. Why would he lose? Because God wasn't with him anymore. <laughs> so sometimes God will give you away to the very thing that you asked for, and then you'll regret it because guess what? Saul ended up being Saul ended up being crazy after the spirit of God left and depart from him. And then you see that Israel goes through a succession of kings after David, and there was not a whole lot of good kings among them. There was not a lot of good kings among them. Why? So you go from judges to kings to all of that. And why does God do that? To show you there's only one king who's perfect. So then when you get to the book of Matthew, when Matthew talks about Jesus being king and makes a statement for it because he shows you a king that's spotless without wrinkle. Because it's showing you that, listen, Jesus is the true king, and that's why they tried to put him and try to political, uh, uh, try to bring him into their politics and all of that stuff. And Jesus would not allow them because that is not what he came here to do in his first coming. Jesus came here to die in his first coming. The second coming is when he comes to rule. Are you hearing me tonight? So they're here, and they're saying, give us, please, give, give, you give us a king. 
Give us a king that will judge us like the rest of the nations. Give us a king. Give us a king. And the Lord said to them, he said to them, he said, listen, heed the voice of the people and all that they say to you. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. And not only that, they not only rejected uh, uh, what made them unique, they also rejected the covenant. So, so, so when you, when you come outside of God's will, you are rejecting the covenant between you and God that he made with them. And God is bound to what his word is when he comes into relationship with you, but they're rejecting relationship. They're saying, we want relationship with a man, not you. We want to have our trust in a man, not you. We want to put our hope in a man, not you. We want to put our hope in this, but not you. We want that to reign over us, no longer you. (laughs) Because with you being on our side, we're not looked at as all the other nations. And that's the problem here. We have, if this person gets in, then this is going to happen, and we're going to get this type of result. If this person gets in, we're going to get this result. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's the same thing. And you've been through cycles and cycles. You've been through 46 presidents now. And all of it's still the same. (laughs) Ask me why. Because you're dependent on a man-made system instead of relying on God. People, man, let me tell you something. I was, I mean, Instagram has been funny. I'm sorry. The memes have been hilarious on both sides. I mean, the Trump memes have been funny. The body memes have been funny. It has been hilarious. And, you know, I really need to get off of it, man, because it's been hilarious. Because, Because my thing is, when people said the thing about Trump, they was like, oh, we can't do more. People was getting so nervous when they saw Trump winning in the lead. They was like, oh, God, our country's going to. Let me tell you, the same God that brought us over with him in the four years will bring us over with somebody else. But why? Because people's attention are so caught up in a man. And, yes, there's character flaws in that guy. A lot of them. But so is it in all of us. Are you hearing me? And guess what? I'm not, my hope is not in that guy. Just like my hope is not in Biden coming here. My prayer is to pray for all of those who are in office. My issue is, is when the people of God are switching allegiances and trying to make divide. Here's what people have been doing. They've been drawing a line, not on who's on God's side versus versus something else. What people in the body of Christ have been doing is drawing a line and saying, I'm a Christian Democrat. I'm a Christian Republican. Drawing that line. This is crazy to me. The reason why it's crazy to me, because you cannot box a God who is so infinite into a man-made system and then try to call it God. I'm going to prophesy he's getting in there. I'm going to prophesy this guy. I'm going to pray to the African spirits and all of this crazy junk. Why do you do that? It's because you are using, you are using, the, you are using what is found in scripture to manipulate, uh, to manipulate God into your man-made stuff. Why am I preaching this to us? Because there has to be a level of maturity on all of us in this room, to myself, to everybody who's watching tonight to understand, listen, I don't care what goes on. My hope is still in God. Yes, 
My hope is still in God. My hope is not built on, uh, built on somewhat of America, the land of the free. My hope is built uh, and my anchor is thrown into another, to another building that was not made by human hands. Hallelujah. That's where I understand it is. Listen, all of this is going to come and go, but my hope is so much further into, into eternity and its future than to be worried and thinking about all of this going to go down there because guess what? It ain't going to stop nothing here. Look at somebody say, who's your king? My biggest question to us tonight is when you look at this, and I, I, I just thought it was so funny. It, it, Michael B. J., is this your king? Is this your king? Is this who you're saying is your king versus me? That's my question to you tonight. Are you saying that this is your king versus me? Because let me tell you something. Your king and what you want does not compare to my track record. All right. All right. I'm getting out of here. I'm who, oh my God, here he is. Psalm 44, verse 2. You drove out the nations with your hand, but, you, but them you planted, you afflicted, the peoples and cast them out. Verse three says, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm and the light of your countenance because you favored them. Are you hearing me? It's not because of a person being a system that you were favored. It was God's right arm that was keeping you. It was God's right arm. I don't care what, oh my God, I don't care what economy this is. I don't care what it's looking like in the world. The reality is, is that if you are relying on God as your king, God's kingdom is endless and has an endless supply and it does not have a deficit to it. Oh my God. God owns a thousand, oh my God, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. God has an infinite supply of mercy and riches that God, oh my God, that it surpasses all of this junk that's going on here. And so the reality is, is that no matter who goes, you can raise the taxes. I ain't going to feel it because I have a king. Oh my God, his name is Jesus and he's able to keep me. He said it was your right hand. It was, it, was, it was your countenance that lifted them up. It was you that threw those who afflicted them. And oh my God, oh, away. It was God who did it. But yet, this is your king. I say to, the, I say to either side, those of you who wish that some the, the election went that right, is that your king? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who's watching this. It's Trump your king. Hallelujah. I say to those who are partying in the streets, because we are so excited that a new president came, is that your king? I come to challenge us all tonight. Is that what you're looking for? Hallelujah. Is that what you're looking for? Because let me tell you something now tonight. Their track record don't compare to God's. Come on in here. Hallelujah. There is no racism in God. Hallelujah. There is no, oh my God, there is no injustice in God. 
no glory. Hallelujah. There is no, my God, there is no colorism with God. Hallelujah. There is not one party better than the other in God. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that your king? Is that your king? Is that your king? Here it is. Let me continue, and I'm coming to a close. You are my king. This is what the psalmist says. Oh, God, command victories for Jacob. Though through, excuse me, through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. Verse 6, for I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. He's saying, listen, I believe this is David's psalm. He said, I'm not trusting in my bow. I'm not trusting in my fighting experience. Because I realized that in, in, in all of that, ladies and gentlemen, it was none of that that saved me. Yeah. It was you. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was you who did it. When they rejected God, they're rejecting this God who made this covenant with Israel. That blessing, I will bless you. Oh, my God, help me in this room tonight. Oh, and have to put to shame those who hate us. So to my own African-American community tonight, it was God who did it for us. It wasn't a man that delivered us. Don't you get it twisted. It wasn't a white hope, ladies and gentlemen. It was a God. Hallelujah. Who sits high and looks low. That said, listen, I will put to shame all of those who hate you. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you look into. You can look to your Democrat. You can look to your Republican. I'm neither one of them, and I'm not saying anything about it. All I'm saying is, what do you have as your king? Who is it? Because if you're relying on that, keep, keep on relying on it. See the results of it. But I know the results of this king. I'm coming to a close. I hope I, hope, I, hope, I hope I didn't step on nobody's toes. And if I did, I don't care. Anyway, it says, hear me again. In God, we boast all day long and praise your name forever. I'll seal it with that. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that when God, I will boast all the day long. I'm not going to boast in this man-made system. I thank God for democracy. I thank God that we live in a land that at least that we are able to do various things and we have freedoms and stuff like that. But guess what? I'm going to boast in God. I'm not going to boast in my party. I'm not going to boast in that. I'm going to boast in God. I'm not going to boast in myself because I did nothing. I'm going to boast in in God his name is what deserves to be praised and when you reject God as king you are starting to boast in other things than saying that that is what you need in order for you to become that but what he, the psalmist says mm -mm, I'm going to boast in God I'm going to boast in him I'm going to make my boast in the Lord I will sing a song unto the Lord why because he is my king he is my king 
He is my king. The body of Christ needs to be reminded tonight that God is our king. He is our ruler. Because the last time I checked, he's undefeated. He didn't have the count. He didn't have nobody vote him in. He was already was in the very beginning. He didn't have nobody trying to fight his election. He was already elected from the very beginning. He didn't have anybody throwing fists and wanting to not concede. Because he didn't have to. Because he was already there. Oh my God. And so how dare the created tell the uncreated God that they don't need him. How there's a foolish man that say there isn't a God. But I came tonight to remind the people of God and to remind you tonight that God is still king. And he came from his throne over 2,000 years ago when you were dead in your trespasses, sinking in your sin. That he came from the throne and he took on man-made flesh. That in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. Oh my God. And we beheld his glory. Oh my God. And here the reality is. Is that Jesus is an undefeated king. And when he got up on that early on that Sunday morning. He showed the whole world. And all of the cosmos of the universe. And say I'm still here. And anybody who comes into that blood. Anybody who receives me as king. They also will have life and have it more abundantly. Look at somebody, put it in the chat and say, who's your king? Jesus is my king. Jesus is my lawyer. Jesus is my rulership. I look not to hear, but I set my mind on things above and not on things on this earth. Hallelujah. 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 Look at him say, because he's undefeated. I'm still undefeated. I haven't lost a battle yet. Why are you crying over an election? Why are you crying over this? Nobody cares about this. My God is still undefeated. You got a bunch of pastors making concession speeches because it didn't go their way. Who is your king? problem with us is who do you trust who do you trust who can you run to there's only one person I know who made a word and actually stuck to it who didn't make false promises just to get into office Hallelujah said, destroy this temple in three days. I got to get out of here. And I, and I raise it back up. Destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it back up. Oh, my God. I have a God who called it and already was and did it. Look at somebody says, did your king get up from the grave? Did your king get up from the grave? Did your king call his death and still got up and won? Hallelujah. Is your king even alive? Is your king alive? Oh, but mine is. Show me your king and I'll show you mine. And I still tell you, he's still greater than anything that you can put up against him. I gotta go. Stand to your feet. I'm out of here. 
Stand to your feet. Say who your king is. Put him up against mine. I said put him up against mine. I bet you he don't got a track record like mine. Too. He's still God. You better be reminded tonight that God is still God. God ain't gone nowhere. God is not sleep. I heard the scripture say that the God of Israel neither stumbles, slumbers, or does he sleep. God's eyes are close from to and fro. Oh my God, he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And guess what? Every man-made system, when that day hits, oh my God, are gonna have to bow down to the name of Jesus Christ. Every nation, every tribe, every kingdom comes about down to the kingdom of heaven. Because guess what? He's gonna show everybody that what we were preaching, that he is it. He's the real one. He's the true and living God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come unto the Father unless he be saved. Say yes. God in here. to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.